Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and I have built a set of mathematical models named Sideline that predict various sports outcomes. You hear more about the models during the course of this episode to cover five Major League Baseball games scheduled to be played on Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. In case you're new here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for some explanations and community rules. Remember, if you're interested in projections and picks and discussion for every single game, sign up on Dub Club. That link is in the show description. Cost is under $1 per day. You'll get the A-plus play of the day. You'll get the price needed for every game to be an A-grade in case you're shopping around, in case the line moves. You'll get access to the Discord chat where we talk a lot about all the other sports and things you can bet on. It's a great little community over there. Lots of great benefits on Dub Club. Again, that link is in the show description. Remember that sports are unpredictable, so the discussion on this show projects a typical game. does not try to forecast it to a T as it'd be a foolish and impossible goal. We'll take a long-term viewer in here, and I often mention here, and I don't know how many of you actually are watching this versus just fast-forwarding, but I often say something here about something negative because we do tend to remember the bad beats more than the lucky wins, but it's not just about not getting distracted when things go bad. It's also not getting distracted when things go good. We've had a great Memorial Day so far. It looks like we're going to start off with three easy winners so far. I mean, the Rangers game's in the ninth inning. They're up five. We got an easy under in Baltimore, and it looks so far like we're going to get an easy under in Chicago as we're over half of that game. There's only one run. It's been easy winning so far, but just like we don't get distracted when wonky things happen and things go bad, we don't get overconfident when things go well either. We stick to our strategy. If you're if you're using something like the, the Kelly Criterion based off your bankroll, you're probably more sophisticated in this anyway, so you just kind of keep on keeping on there. Otherwise, you stick to the same units. You don't just start doubling and tripling your units, right? So it's, it's, it's we don't get too distracted from the bad things. We don't get too distracted from the good things. We just keep plugging away slowly and surely. We will grow that bankroll together. It's what we've been doing so far all season with the A-grade picks and the total since we started playing those officially in May. We're going to have good variants. We're going to have bad variants, but through it all, we just stay level-headed, keep on keeping on, and and it's great when we have profitable days, but we don't. We just say we're going to keep keep on tomorrow and we do we just say we're going to keep on tomorrow either way so that's kind of the main thing here that i'm trying to preach and make sure that we're all kind of on the same page on we don't get too high we don't get too low baseball is a weird sport lots of ups and downs so far been great uh but whether it's great or whether it's not we're going to keep on keeping on and it's been a great year so far hopefully we can keep it going here one other thing to mention real quick we're hitting summer got some more time on my hands so we're going to officially start off with study hall coming later. Uh, so if you want to hear the discussion for every single game, the other games uh, will be dropping exclusively for our members on dub club. Uh, so look forward to that. If you're with us over there and if you're not again, that sign up links in the show description, but before we get to the games, I'm going to talk about here. So quick reminders, please hit that like button. If you're on YouTube, also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following it's free. And if you turn on notifications, you won't miss any of the college basketball and mobile or college football content that this channel provides. Way I scale picks, a group of them plays return four units. That is the win and risk amount add up to four. It's like flat betting, but a little bit better because we're not quite as at risk with the big favorites. And we're talking about one of those today. We're also not quite as big of risk with the dogs. That A's game hasn't happened yet Monday. Again, I know I'm going out of the limb on that one and I'm going to look 
probably pretty foolish, but that's just the way it goes. It's a good long-term investment. But, uh, but by scaling this way, we're not really overexposed. We don't really risk that much. Um, I think it's just a little bit better than flat betting. It's the way I do it. And I want my A grades to add up to more than the Bs and the Cs because the A grades are better plays. The B grades have struggled this year so far. It's just been kind of up and down. They were pretty strong at the end of last year. So uh, we're just being selective with the B-grade picks. C-grade picks are basically not really much edge at all. So those add up to two totals or flat bet. But let's get to it. And as always, with the scaling with the picks, with everything we talk about here, take what you like. Bet what you like. Don't bet something else just because someone said so. Hopefully I talk you into it. If not, that's okay. You, you can pass. But always take what you like and leave the rest. Unfortunately, no Tuesday day games. We're going to start off here at 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. Phillies at the Mets. I'm going to take the under eight and a half at even money on this one. The projected total, according to the model, is 7.7. Ranger Suarez and Cody Singa, both pitchers, I think, are pretty solid. Singa has a better ERA than the underlying metrics suggest, but he still projects to be better than average. Ranger Suarez has not looked great so far this season. He's only thrown 11 innings. Um, ERA, obviously pretty terrible, uh, but you know, hasn't been very many outings and he's got a history of being an above average pitcher at this point. And the other thing is that in those 11 innings, it looks like it's a bunch of bad luck. The underlying metrics suggest he'll be just fine. So I, I like the under in this one city field. There is a little bit more of a pitcher friendly park, especially when you're not playing in the summer and it's going to be a chilly night in New York. We're going to start off around 60 degrees and be in the fifties for most of it, closing in the low fifties. So it's going to make the ball not carry quite as well. Wind will be blowing mostly across so no wind effect, but I think eight and a half is a little bit too much. So we're going to play the under in this one as the official pick. If you're playing a side on this one, the model would indicate taking the Mets at the moment, I believe. So minus 123-ish was about the best price you could find right now. Model says it should be Mets minus 128, that they win 56% of the time. But the model requires minus 116 for an A-grade pick. And I'm not touching this one just yet unless the price gets better. And here's the reason why. It's specifically because of the fact that Suarez, I think, is probably a little bit undervalued. That's why I think we're getting value on the total. And I don't really want to fade him unless it's great value. Not so much that he can't lose, obviously. It's just more about the fact that I think he might be the best value to back in this game. Uh, because I think people are looking at his ERA. He hasn't pitched much this year. And so I, I kind of think that... Since that's the angle that I'm viewing the, the game through that lens, I'm not really dying to jump on the Mets unless it's great value. So minus 120s isn't bad value. I'm just not eager to play it now more than 24 hours in advance. We'll see how it goes later. If I make an official pick on this one, obviously everyone at Dub Club will know. Uh, and especially, like I said, if it does drop into that minus 115 range, that's where the model would give it an A grade. So for now, holding off on the side, I'm leaning Mets, but I'm not pulling the trigger personally. And I'm just focused on the under because I'm not really sure which team doesn't score, but I think it's very possible that one team doesn't score. Maybe both don't. If both don't, obviously we'll have an easy under. But even if one doesn't, we shouldn't get to nine in this one in that park on a chilly night. So under my official pick in Phillies at Mets. 7.45 p.m. Eastern Royals at the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Cardinals at minus 191. It's a B-grade pick. Model says it should be Cardinals minus 198 that they win somewhere between 66 and 67% of the time. A little bit of value here. If it drops to minus 177, that's an A-grade. I'm not really sure that's going to happen. And so that's why I'm just jumping on it now. I'm not really 
wanting to wait it out because favorites tend to get more favorite or as we get closer to, to first pitch. Um, and I just don't see it reaching a great territory personally. I could be wrong, but I'm just going to go ahead and lock this in as a B grade. I think it's as good as we're going to get. It's about risk two to win one here. I think the Cardinals are the smart side here. Miles Michaelis, I think is the better pitcher compared to Zach Grinke, who's just very mediocre at this point in his career. People do make a lot about his home road splits. I'm not really sure how much I buy into that. If that's real, then even better that he's on the road. If not, I still think he's a below average pitcher at this point. He's not going to go very deep. That that Royals bullpen isn't very good. So I think fading Grinky is probably the right play here. Uh, Michaelis hasn't looked that much better this year, but when you look at last year, which last year should wait probably about 50% in your handicap at this point of the season, uh, Michaelis had the better season last year. So I still think he's the better pitcher model would agree with that. So we're back in the better pitcher. We're back in the better bullpen or back in the better offense. Cardinals offense, uh, pretty good. Uh, you know, Royals offense, not, I don't really think I'm breaking any news there. And the Cardinals should be favored. The big question with all these is how big of a price do you lay? Uh, when we know that a team should be favored. And that's why I built a model to help us know when to take the dog, when to take the favorite, when to pass. And as long as the number starts with a one, I think it's okay to take the Cardinals. So I'm locking that in as a B grade pick. Projected total on this one's 8.8. Right now I'm seeing eight and halves and nines. I don't think it's really worth uh, a total play. I think just sticking to the side here uh, based off the numbers I'm seeing right now. Weather-wise, it's going to be a warm night in St. Louis. And we talked about this yesterday that when it warms up in St. Louis, it could be a lot more hitter friendly. When it's cold, it's very pitcher friendly. We're going to be almost at 90 degrees at first pitch. So that's going to turn the park much more into a neutral slash hitter friendly ballpark. Wind will be blowing out slash across cross kind of a cross outwind there um even closing the game we're going to be around 80 degrees so it's going to be a warm enough night that that projected total is a lot higher if it was a chillier night we're a different story and i'm looking under but on a night like this the ball can carry a little bit there so i'm passing on the total and just focusing on the cardinals again minus 191 b grade value 8, 10 p.m. Eastern Angels at the White Sox. I'm going to take the White Sox at minus 141. That's B grade value. I'm going to take the over eight and a half. Similar to what I just talked about there. I think B grade value is about as good as we're going to get here. So I'm just locking it in. I'm not really waiting around. Model says it should be White Sox minus 145 and minus 131 is an A grade. I don't think it's going to drop another dime personally. If it does, great. We can add a little bit to it there. But I'm just not really sure why it would, given the massive pitcher discrepancy here. Lucas Giolito versus Tyler Anderson. Giolito's got a sub-4 ERA this season. Around four is where he projects versus Tyler Anderson, whose ERA is nearing five. And the underlying metrics say it should be over five and a half. I think it's a pretty big discrepancy here, almost a full standard deviation between these two pitchers. Uh, White Sox bullpen better getting Liam Hendricks back at this point. It just makes it not even a competition between how good the bullpens are offensively. This White Sox offense, I don't think it's that far behind the Angels offense. And when you compare the White Sox versus a lefty and the Angels versus a righty, they actually grade out the exact same. I think the White Sox should be pretty decent favorites here at home. Minus 141. If it's in the minus 130s, great. But I'm just not waiting around for an A grade because I don't see us getting there. And if it gets to minus 130, that would be the threshold. I'm also going to play the total here over 8.5. Model projects 9.5. We're going to have a nice night in Chicago. We're talking around 70 degrees for most of this game, a little bit above 70 to start, a little bit below to finish. Winds starting off blowing in, but then shifting towards a cross. This is mainly about the fact that I think the White Sox are going to score a lot of runs off Tyler Anderson. Uh, if you wanted to play a White Sox team total over instead, you could, or in addition to it, you could. Obviously, that's highly correlated with both the White Sox and the game over. So, you know, 
I wouldn't be putting multiple units on all of those. It would be kind of a how much do you want on the game and then split it around accordingly. But White Sox team total over would be a solid investment. Also, I think they're going to score a lot of Vanderson and that bullpen. I'm not really sure how many the Angels score, but the offense is good enough to at least put a few up on the board. Uh, so I like the over here. I think we can get to nine. I like the push protection, uh, or this should be the, the the push win at nine going over eight and a half. Um, but like I said, whether it's White Sox, whether it's over, whether it's White Sox team total over, you got a lot of ways to look at this game that I think are all pretty solid investments. 9.40 p.m. Eastern, Rockies at the Diamondbacks. Going to take the Diamondbacks minus 2.20. It's quite a price, and we're talking about it with this one and with the next game here. Laying a pretty big number here, but the model says it should be Diamondbacks minus 2.35, and so it's a side that I want to be on. Now, this is definitely where we might get a great value. Some of these bigger favorites, you just never quite know exactly which way the number goes. Minus 2.10 is the threshold for an A grade. It's only one dime cheaper gets that A grade territory. If it gets down there, then, you know, maybe add a little bit more. But at minus 220, I'm still jumping in here because I'm afraid of it getting higher and the premium's already up there. But I think the Diamondbacks are the right side here. I don't really want to play the run line in this case, not because there's anything against run lines. I just don't have a lot of success with them. Talked about this before. I talked about it yesterday. It's just not really my thing. So I'm just going to stick to the side, uh, the money line here, rather than the run line. But if you want to play the run line, I mean, it's a pretty big pitcher mismatch. Kyle Freeland's average at best. He does have a nice 386 ERA this season. And obviously about half of his games have been at home. But the underlying metrics suggest a little bit worse of a pitcher. A picture, and he's had a history of being an average pitcher. So somewhere around league average versus a guy like Zach Gallon, who is fantastic. Sub three ERA and the underlying metrics say it should be even lower than that. So I love backing Gallon in a spot like this. Rockies not very good away from home. Tend to have a really good home field advantage and not do great elsewhere. So I like the Diamondbacks here. It's a big price. But again, when the model says they're going to win about 70% of the time, it makes minus 220 worth it. Scaling on this one, again, going away from the flat betting, we're not actually even winning a full unit on this one, but it's just kind of a thing where in the long run, this is the type of pick that makes us money. Even though it's minus odds, we can have long run picks that make us money at minus or plus odds. In this case, I just don't think the Rockies on the road have much of a chance in minus 220, in my opinion, is worth the investment. Projected total is 7.7. Right now, the total is not worth jumping in. I am projecting the roof to be closed. And so I'm just focusing on the Diamondbacks as the pick there. And in the late night game here, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, Nationals at the Dodgers. Going to take even a bigger price here. Dodgers minus 280. B-grade value. You can see on the screen they're risking 2.21 units to win 0.79. It's a long and steady grind to profitability here. Um, you know, this is just one of those things with the Dodgers, I think should be even bigger favorites in this. Not so much on the strength of Tony Gonsolin, more about the weakness of Jake Irvin, who is one of the worst pitchers in my database. And it's on the weakness of that, that the model says it should be Dodgers minus 294, that they win this almost 75% of the time and make this a solid pick. This is one where I am going to be sprinkling a little bit on the run line. Did it so a little bit on Monday. That game hasn't happened yet, so I don't know if that's been prof. But we talked about the Dodgers with their really good offense and a team that's performed better on the run line than just about every other team in baseball in the last year plus. And so this is one where if you are flirting with the run line market, I do feel a little bit better about it. I'm going to do so personally here. Kind of splitting the wager between the two. It's not a great price, but again, you know, I think the bottom line is 
big favorites can have value and big underdogs can have value. The idea that one or the other is the only place that you can find value is completely misguided from a mathematical standpoint. Now, what is misguided is saying, I'm only going to take big favorites and I'm going to take all the big favorites. That's obviously misguided. And same thing with the big underdogs. You don't just want to take all of them. It's trying to find where there's mispriced teams in the market. In this case, I think this number is really high. Absolutely. But I just think it should be higher. I think the books right now are hesitant to make the price too high because they don't want too much liability on the underdog because they are trying to you know, figure out how to manage their risk as well. But this Dodgers team is just much better than the Nationals. I mean, I'm not really breaking news. I don't really have to do a full game breakdown to tell you that. Um, I think you all know that. So whether it's Dodgers, money line, run line, I'm playing a little bit of both. I think there's decent value. It's not A grade like it was on Monday night, but I do think it's worth a little bit of money. I'm also playing the over nine here at even money. Model projects 10.4. This Dodgers offense is really good and should score a lot of runs against Jake Irvin, who again is one of the worst pitchers in baseball who's still around the underlying metric suggests his era should be around six it's not too much better than that as it is and gonsolin does have that 182 era but i'm still comfortable playing the over because i think the nationals will still score a few runs off of him because the advanced metrics say that it should be in the upper fours and while some pitchers tend to outperform their underlying metrics never have we seen one outperform it by three runs per nine innings over the course of any real sample size. So Gonsolin's done really well so far, but regression is coming for him, and he's not nearly as good as Eddie Ray might have you think he is. If he was, if the underlying metric supported that, then I would just be sticking to the run line, and I wouldn't touch the over. But this Nets offense isn't that bad. They should score a few runs. It's just the Dodgers can name their score as long as they don't decide to put their B team out there. Since the over nine, the push protection on nine, offers great value. The Dodgers might score nine runs themselves. So again, Dodgers... Money line, a little bit of run line over a lot. Same situation here. A lot of ways to invest and make money on the late game. Your other forecast for this one, normal day in LA, around 60 degrees. Wind will be blowing out like it normally does. It's basically built into the park factor because it's kind of always slight breeze out in that park. So nothing uh, unusual or out of the ordinary there. That's all I've got for you here. Again, reminder, if you want discussion for the rest of the games, join us on Dub Club. They will get all the breakdowns for every single game. But otherwise, thanks for tuning in this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can control the sports betting content provided on this channel. It was dropped right into your feed. I'll be back again tomorrow with more baseball betting content. Until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.